This is Finessing Your Finances with Baruch Lubinsky. I'm Scott Kahn. Baruch Lubinsky is a portfolio manager licensed by the Israel Securities Authority, and he's the founder of Lubinsky Financial. He lectures about Aliyah and dealing with your finances in Israel for many organizations in Israel and around the world. He's lived in Israel for over 20 years and in Ramat Beit Shemesh for the past 16. Baruch, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Scott. Today we're going to be talking about housing, and in particular, making Aliyah and deciding, is it time to buy a house? Now, the Israel housing market has been on fire recently, and there's been a lot of talk about the escalating prices of housing, along with the weakening dollar, which means that people come to Israel with less money, and at the same time, escalating housing prices. How does somebody deal with this? It's probably the largest problem facing Olim today. What to do exactly with housing when they're making Aliyah? Because, as you mentioned, the dollar has has suffered, gone down, depreciated versus the shekel in the last six months especially. And because the housing market in Israel has more than doubled over the last 12 years, Olim are faced with a very big dilemma because they might have had a, a large house in their previous country, and now all of a sudden they're coming here, and it could even be that they had equity of, of hundreds of thousands of dollars, but it's simply not enough for them to buy the same type of property that they lived in, and they have to make a fundamental decision. Well, wait, is this really something over the past 12 years? I thought the housing market in Israel has been going up for the past 69 years since so, the founding of the state. If you look statistically... The market in Israel has actually gone up between three to four percent a year on average since the founding of the state. And there's been periods of time where the market has gone up very strongly. And there's actually even been periods of time where the market has gone down. Really? Everybody forgets about those periods of time. I'll give you an example. The most recent example was during the Second Intifada, between the years 2000 and 2006. The housing market in Israel actually dropped in certain locations up to 30% in value, especially in areas where the Intifada had a major impact, like in Jerusalem, in certain neighborhoods in Jerusalem, property prices dropped dramatically. But since that time, since around 2007, for the last 10 years, a little bit more than the last 10 years, prices have been going up very, very, very strongly. They have more than doubled in price over that period of time. And it has made it much more difficult for the average Ole and as well for young couples here in Israel to be able to afford a new house. When I came to Israel and bought my first apartment here more than 20 years ago, the average apartment, let's say outside of the major centers, you could get for $100,000. That was reasonable to get a three-bedroom apartment. The average price for a three-bedroom apartment, not even a home, but a three-bedroom apartment in Israel is now 1.2 million shekels. And if you go into major centers like Jerusalem- That translates to more than $300,000. That's even even more than $300,000, correct. And that's on average throughout the country. If you go into Jerusalem and Tel Aviv, it's more than 2 million shekels. Wow. That's $500,000 or more to be able to get a starter apartment. The average young couple cannot afford that, especially based on the standard of living on wages here in Israel. When someone puts equity into a house, they want to make sure that their house actually has that value. Is this a bubble or are those authentic prices of the houses? A great question. And people are asking me that all the time. Is the Israeli market a bubble? Is it comparable to what was taking place in the United States, in Spain, in Ireland, around the world? There were many, many countries that experienced a bubble. I don't believe it's a bubble. It's not a bubble in the sense that the American market was driven 
by people taking out very, very easy credit and buying homes and encouraging the building of homes to in, in a very speculative manner. In Israel, there are some very, very fundamental differences. One is that the new households that are being created, a combination of new olim, couples that are getting married, also from divorced families, the new households that are being created are more than the actual supply that are being built. So when you have increased demand, and you have also demand from investors, because interest rates have come down, instead of people being able to put their money in the bank and get three or four or 5%, people have turned to real estate, and they've gone very strongly into the real estate market. So on the one hand, when you have very strong real demand, real demand from people who need to live in apartments, people who are making aliyah, We've had aliyah from many countries that have contributed to the demand from France, from Argentina, from the Ukraine. All those things work to raise demand while supply has not met that. And as a result, that has led to increasing prices. And those prices are real. Sitting here in Ramat Beit Shemesh, where we're recording this podcast, you look around and any street that's on the edge of the neighborhood is essentially a construction site as far as the eye can see. There's so much being built. So my question is, it may not be a bubble now, but is it possible that with all the construction going on, and Beit Shemesh is not the only place this is happening, they're going to overbuild, and then it will all collapse? I doubt it. They're still not building enough to satisfy demand. There's fundamental demand in the society here. There's a very, very positive birth rate. Israel has actually the strongest positive birth rate of any Western country in the world. It's an unbelievable statistic, and it's not just from Aliyah. It's also because we happen to have a large families, and there's a growing society. In many Western countries, they're barely sustaining their base population, and they're actually encouraging immigration in order to make sure that they're going to have a strong enough population center to support the elderly as the population grows. Here in Israel, we are not faced with that. We have a very large percentage of young people in the community. We have a, a very positive birth rate, and all those things create demand. And so even though they're building, and they are starting to build, and the current government has made some major changes in the last couple of years to encourage building, I don't think we're anywhere near a level where we're, I'm worried about a bubble, a bubble in the sense that it, we're going to see very large decreases in prices. But I am cautiously optimistic that we will see an adjustment. Well, how does that work? Let's talk about that a little bit. What do you mean the government is doing things to lower the prices of housing? This might be good for new couples who are looking for a house. On the other hand, for people who already own a house, they may not be so happy about that. True. Young couples obviously are going to be happy about the programs. One of the programs, I'll just tell you briefly, is is a buyer's program that the government is giving away land to developers for free. And with a commitment attached that the developer has to give a certain amount of apartments at a fixed price below the market rate. Does the government set that price? The government actually will set that price in advance. And it's approximately, depending on the, on the actual community that is being built, it can be anywhere from two to 300,000 shekel below the market rate currently. And that can be very, very significant for a young couple that is looking to get into the market instead of paying $1.2 million and all of a sudden they can get an apartment for 900000 or 850000 
all of a sudden it becomes a lot more attainable, especially when you, know, you put into the equation a nice mortgage at still very low interest rates. Are there other programs as well? Beyond the, the buyer's program, the other thing that the government has been trying to do is really work on increasing supply. They've tried to streamline the bureaucracy to, to encourage builders to build, and they've been releasing larger tracts of land to encourage a larger supply. When you have a larger supply, obviously that can help to bring down prices. And even though, as you mentioned, a young couple is going to be very happy, an older couple who has a home might not be so happy because the price of their apartment might go down. The reason why I'm not so worried about that, and, and that's not actually a big worry for the government as well, because let's say somebody owns a nice four-bedroom apartment and it's worth a million and a half, and all of a sudden it goes down. So if they want to upgrade to another apartment, the other apartment will also have gone down. It's not like they're going to be fundamentally impacted. The only group that could be impacted by a decrease in prices is the elderly because the elderly often will end up needing to sell an apartment at the end of their life in order to be able to use the capital, the equity that they've put in and having a decrease in prices. They're downsizing, for example. Correct. And they're and they might be concerned that, that if prices go down, that they're going to have less money available. I don't, I don't think it's a major concern, again, because prices have gone up so strongly in the last year that people have a significantly increased amount of equity in their home than they actually put in. And therefore, it, it's not a major worry. They really need to focus right now on decreasing prices, on making it affordable, because the average young couple who starts off and doesn't have any savings, how are they going to come up with that initial down deposit? In, in Israel, as opposed to in other Western countries, you need to put down at least 25% of the equity, the value of a home. So if you're buying a 1.2 million shekel property, that's a significant amount. That means you need to put down 300,000 shekels. Not everybody has that available. You can take many years to save up that. And they're really trying to control those price increases to make sure that the younger generation can afford. And is it working? It is. There are conflicting statistics about what's happening in the price market right now. The Israeli government actually has tried to centralize those statistics and make sure that, that it's all coming out from one source because we've had, like in so many things in this country, you have different people who have different interests and therefore... They produce different statistics in many different ways, and it can be incredibly confusing. So they've actually limited the amount of organizations that can release official statistics. And according to now the new official statistics, prices do seem to be coming down. And they have a tendency, once people realize that prices can come down, there's now a possibility for people to start changing their expectations. When you always are thinking that the market is going up, so people want to get into the market and they want to buy and there's a certain urgency and it actually creates this cycle of expectations that, that prices are going to go up. When you have the reverse, when prices are actually starting to come down, people start to think, hey, maybe I don't have to buy tomorrow because it might be cheaper in another six months or another year and then they don't buy. And when you don't buy, then it decreases the demand and the supply if it stays the same. So all of a sudden you have contractors who can't sell their place and they have to reduce prices. And then when people see, oh, the prices are coming down even more, so then they wait even longer. There's a stronger psychological effect. Correct, correct. It's that important psyche 
that people need to change, that prices always go up. They don't always go up in the country. And I think that there is definitely a consensus that flattening of, of prices would be very, very healthy. Nobody wants to see prices go down by 50% and a crash and having a major impact on the economy. I'm personally not worried about that. But it would be a nice, healthy impact if prices would come down a little bit. What about Nola, who's moving to Israel now and trying to decide, should I rent or should I buy? Obviously, everyone's situation is different. What would your general recommendation be for that person? The average Ole right now has to think about the following question. Do I have enough money right now to comfortably buy an apartment where I'm not going to worry about making my mortgage payments, where I'm not going to have to worry about whether I'm overextending myself? If somebody comes with enough money to be able to do that, so then they can go ahead and buy in the property market, to buy in the place where they want to, to make sure that they get in without having to worry about maybe prices are going to go up and they're going to get priced out of the market. If an ole comes and they don't have enough money and it's really going to be a stretch, so then I do not recommend that ole buy right now. I think that if they wait and I think if they try to either get into one of these government programs or even just wait out the market a little bit, that they will have a better opportunity to buy a reasonably priced apartment going forward. There's a lot of uncertainty right now with what's happening. It's kind of like we're at a point where we're right exactly at, a, at this cusp where things might be changing. And so I would recommend people wait or consider potentially moving out of the major centers as well. Let's talk about that a little bit. You and I are here in Ramat Beit Shemesh, the center of Anglo-Judaism in Israel. But are there other communities that you would recommend people look at instead of places like Ramat Beit Shemesh or Yushalayim, which seem to be the main places that Olim from English-speaking countries go? So I'm not an expert on, on all the different communities around the country, but I know that there are lots of Olim that are looking into other communities, and there has been an influx of Olim throughout the country, from the north, from Carmiel and Sfat, and even the Golan Heights, to the south, and Beersheva, and Arad, and other smaller communities around the country. English-speaking Olim are spreading out. They're spreading out partially from Zionistic reasons, that they want to go out of the main centers and they want to populate the country, but they're also going up for very practical reasons as well, because you can get a much cheaper home in those communities. And because the transportation system in the country has also improved tremendously, people have the opportunity to go out of the main centers and to commute if they needed to into the main centers in order to work. But there are many opportunities and it has pluses and minuses. Like we all know, there's a tremendous uh, amount of benefit being in a wonderful community like Ramat Beit Shemesh with all the English speakers and with all the resources and community, but it's not for everyone. And honestly, not everyone can afford prices right now in those major centers, and they have to consider other things if they want to make their uh, Israel dream come true. So Baruch, if anyone wants to find out more information about this, wants to speak to you personally or be in contact with your office, how do they contact you? The best way to reach out to us is through our website, which is www.labinsky.com. That's spelled L-A-B. I-N-S-K-Y. You can also reach us directly at our offices at 972-2991-0029.
And of course, Baruch is also the author of A Financial Guide to Aliyah and Life in Israel, which is five years old, but is still relevant now. And as he wrote it to be relevant for the long-term future, I'm sure it's a very, very worthwhile uh, investment as well if you want to hear more about these and other issues when it comes to finances in Israel. So thank you for joining me again, Baruch. Thanks so much, Scott. And we'll see you again next time on Finessing Your Finances with Baruch Lubinsky here on JewishCoffeeHouse.com.